Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you again. On Hail Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Searles. Hail Varsity Radio. We're powered by Herdad Sports. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. 489-1240-800-825-5865. We'll get into some NFL. Some observations here. From the past weekend, the look ahead, some more thoughts on Nebraska, Illinois, as it is Find Out Friday. Uh, we'll be at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. Come see us. Watch Party follows our live road show, 4 to 6. That's in La Vista. If you haven't been up there to the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill, uh, check it out. Should be a good old time. Plenty of beer and whiskey and other choices flowing. Uh, Elijah may do more than just one basket of corn fritters. I may do more than just one basket of shrimp with the bang-bang sauce. I may kill an entire pizza or two. Uh, I have not quite decided. And some of you may need to eat your feelings, as in feelings of joy if Nebraska makes it happen, or feelings of, oh, no, it's a 2-4 and four team going into the bye, dear God, been here before. 489-1240. Get into some more of the stream comments, some more thoughts from White. Coach White and also Satterfield on the offense. Anonymous chimes in. The uh, ESPN FPI gives Nebraska a 20% chance of finishing the year with at least six wins. This against the least daunting schedule Nebraska will see for at least the next 10 years. Anonymous, you're absolutely right. Do you look at the schedule, Elijah, and say, Don't care if it's year one. Nebraska's schedule is as, air quote, manageable, winnable, coin flippable, doable as it's ever going to be. Because there's been years where it's just been a gauntlet. November's still no fun for Nebraska. I mean, Maryland right now looks all right. We'll see what they're all about after their trip to Ohio State this weekend. But they're almost ranked. And uh, they've got one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Iowa's a mess without their quarterback. They're chanting, fire Brian, but they're still finding ways to win. And Iowa's probably on their way to eight or nine at least. Then there's Wisconsin. And you, you start the whole month off with Michigan State, task at hand right now, Friday at Illinois, finding a way out of that. It's not been a good place for you. What's it been? Has Illinois beat you three straight times? The last time you beat Illinois was 2019. They crushed you in Lincoln after Penn State in 20. You lost the opener in 21. We were up there for that. Uh, The infamous safety to start things off with the kickoff. And and then in 22, you were leading them. And then Casey got smoked and it went downhill. So let's see. I got got all the stats pulled up in front of me here. Since joining the Big Ten, Nebraska is 6-4 versus Illinois, but the last one was in 2019. You have lost three straight to you had the to, And you had to shoot out to win that. Overall, you are 2-2 two and two in Champaign. The last of those coming in 2019. You're also 1-1 one and one in one-score games against the Fighting Illini. So it's really been pretty dead even since you've joined the Big Ten in terms of you and Illinois, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think Husker fans will want to hear that. It's you and <laughs> Illinois. You're dead even over the past 10 years. But since 2017, Nebraska 3-3 three and three against Illinois. Nebraska is 2-1 and one in Champaign in those games since 2017. Man. Well, so, yeah, so even pretty much 
in terms of Illinois, Illinois has kind of been your litmus test in the Big Ten over the past couple of years. Are you good enough to beat Illinois? Because that's been the team that's been on your level. Well, and, and, and they were the best team in the West a year ago. They didn't have a good finish to the year. But a lot of guys in the league that Lovey left Coach Burt, and uh, they are a far cry from that this year. Scott chimes in, the false starts are horrible. I'm not going to name names, but it's the same two players every freaking week. Yeah, can you clean up the penalties and uh, what type of, of response? I, I loved hearing that from, from Searles. What is the response going to be like? You'd like to think you know, Elijah, because all the right things are said on a Tuesday by the players, but it's um, easier said than done with this Nebraska football team. And let's, uh, let's go back to Coach White when we talk response. Uh, his thoughts on Sunday, because that's been a big question, was, okay, you, you had to wear pads. How'd the team go about it when it was time to uh, to get after? And Cyril said something interesting with, all right, you're not going to play physical and tough and go out there and let it rip Saturday? Fine, is what Cyril said, we'll do it Sunday. And that's what Nebraska ended up having to do. They responded well. I've never, I've never seen that before where – you know, coach just sprung that on them on a Sunday, and they went out there and had probably one of their better practices ever in pads. So uh, they they have responded up to this point. So, it, but it's still a process, right? And the, the tell tell will be when when uh, the clock reads zero uh, Friday night. So, okay, this has been a a talking point, and it's a a point of emphasis because it, it it's helped to aid this defense. And, and that is pass rush. And do you have Cam Linhart back? He's been one of your better pass rushers. Sounds like you will on Friday night. Uh, you've had some of the guys. Uh, your blitzer has been Reimer. You're not going to have him. Uh, Henrich has been good. Nash has had a, a good sack total early, but he's looking to rebound against a tough Michigan outing. And uh, to- Coach Tony White was asked about the pass rush. Or the lack thereof. Yes. That comes back on me, right? That being aggressive. You look at the the games prior, and we're really aggressive up there. The La Tech game, um, we kind of figured that they weren't going to just let you run back there, right? They were real quick throws, and you know, doing certain things that you like. Okay, they're not going to let you run back there and hit the quarterback. But this game, you know, we had we had some chances too. We just didn't hold up. Whether it was we had chances to hit them, and the coverage broke down, or whether the coverage was great and we didn't we didn't get off of off a of block. So that's just me 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 and the play calling being aggressive and and letting the guys loose and then the preparation during the week making sure the guys know what to do and then and again it comes back to making sure their their mindset's correct right you got to play right you got to get on the grass and play ball okay and and that's the most disappointing thing you know you're looking at as a coach like you go back and look like what did I do wrong so that way those guys can go because they do everything that's asked right I mean they came in on Sunday and 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 went through had a had a really good practice you know and so they're gonna they're gonna go and do it so now one we gotta we gotta do our part make sure they know what the hell to do so they can go do it and then demand that of them make sure that they understand again I said this before and I know coach this is from coaches like there's a way you're gonna play football in Nebraska Okay, and that was not good enough on Saturday, period. So pretty adamant there. That's how the uh, fans that that went and left or that went and stayed felt. And 
you know, as, as we kind of put an end to the, the September truths theme, here's what I believe. I, I believe Colorado is going to be right on the cusp of being a bowl team when they get back healthy-wise. Uh, what they showed me against USC in their comeback was impressive after getting dominated by Oregon. Uh, I think Minnesota is a team that may just get to six. They're not very good. And that was a game that you had. And and I think Michigan is what they are. I mean, they're they're really, really good, and their November is going to be telling as well. But I think they're, at worst, built to finish the year three and one. They may... They may not sweep Ohio State and Penn State, but they're good enough to, to split. And by doing that, they'll they'll get a high consideration because of how they look. You can talk about who they played with their strength of schedule, but you get one of those two wins, Penn State or Ohio State, and that's going to be one of the better wins in college football this year. So uh, I think they're a they're going to be a playoff. And if Ohio State stays unbeaten or Penn State stays unbeaten, they're in. But I think your your Michigan's going to be a second Big Ten option, assuming you don't get multiple Pac-12 teams in. I think they start beating each other up. I don't think Louisiana Tech's worth a damn. I think their backup quarterback was okay. And they've got some some better skill, talent than Nebraska does, at least more more jitterbug guys. Uh, and that that's so weird to say at least that we've seen on the field right now. And, and Northern Illinois may be a, as bad a football team as there is mm. when it comes to what they are offensively as a whole. So Nebraska right now is probably yet three tiers of the Big Ten. you got your big dogs, you've got your everybody else, and then you've got your trying to, uh, to get from the kids' table to the adult table, and Nebraska's at the kids' table right now, mm-hmm. just with, with what the rest of this league is. Uh, this is your relegation game if you're Illinois season flips on you and, and you're probably home uh, if you're Nebraska you you will be 0-3 in the league and chance to get right but what's your what's your um, morale like with two weeks to think about it and get back out there and then from a fan base standpoint you're um, you're having a tough time with the rebuild anyway because it's not not been the easiest of things it's it's a patience process and i'll keep my september truths pretty simple with this team simply put this football team is not very good right now no simply put this football it's, team it's is not very not good. that they're not working they're just what they are this team is faces an uphill climb to reach a bowl game this year but with that being said everything that this team wants to accomplish is still ahead of them you have done enough to give yourself a chance to make a bowl game through October and November. It's going to be an uphill battle, and I think a lot of it's going to fall on the coaching staff to get this team a hell of a lot better between now and the end of the month. I think if you want to make a bowl game, it happens in October. That's not a bold statement to make. I think in order to make a bowl game, the, the, the coaching staff is going to make a lot of hay, or is going to have to make a lot of hay, and I, I think it's going to take 3-1 and one through the month of October. This football team's not very good. I think they have the pieces in place to be better and to make a bowl game. And it's not just on the coaching staff, it's on the players as well. Uh, both of those, those, those sides of the equation have to line up in order for this team to be able to make a bowl game. But everything this team wants to accomplish is still ahead of it, and it's still in the cards that it can make a bowl game. And I think making a bowl game is an absolute win for this coaching staff mm-hmm. in year one. I think not only is it a positive boost to the fans and to the team, it gives you some positive momentum in recruiting that you can say, hey, 
Nice to meet you. I'm Matt Rule. Nebraska hadn't made a bowl game in seven years across multiple coaches, and I did it in my first year. What do you think we're going to do in year two? I think that's an absolute Come on win. down. It might not be overjoy for Musker fans to go play a bowl game in Detroit in January, but with that being said, it would still be an absolute win for this program, and I think it's still possible, but you're going to need to see that development in action from the Husker coaches and the Husker players. Well, and, and our old friend Rock Westfall has been listening for years, says uh, if you're asking Santa for anything, it's one, get a at a minimum, get a, get a plane ticket to Detroit, and then also get that Kevlar uh, if you are going to Detroit. Uh, he said that tongue-in-cheek with the bulletproof vest request uh, if you are headed to Detroit in December. Uh, funny, Rock, loved it. <laughs> Email from Brett, chris at hailvarsity.com. Stop talking bad about my Huskers. Screw you guys. Going home. Love you too. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Open phones till 6. Hale Varsity continues. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, powered by Herdat Sports at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill Friday, 4 to 6. Watch party follows, so come see us up there in La Vista. And uh, Real Red Reaction follows Brent's second email, West Champs Guaranteed. God love your optimism, Brent. Emails chris at hailvarsity.com. Spark Adventures has tipped us, and uh, it's $1.99, Elijah. We, we are singing for the supper tonight. See, and I had this, I'd, I'd, give you more, I'd give you at least $8.99 for a plate of your pot roast tonight. That's a great offer, actually. I would totally do that. That's a great offer, and I was thinking... I was thinking, with our road show Friday at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill, I think we set a tip amount. Not that we people ask people to give us <laughs> tips, but if you do, hey, you want to see us drink a beer on the air and see what happens after six? It's $5 per beer. Tip us five. <laughs> one of us gets a beer. I think that's a great idea. If, if you want your tab covered, just come out and say it instead of asking for the collection <laughs> plate to be passed. Well, I think that's how the you get... The Church of Elijah. It's how you get the listener in and are drinking, you know, like... You, you want to see us start getting they, real on this? Dude, they watch us on Saturdays. They watch us pregame. They watch us postgame. They watch uh, the, the Friday shows. And, and they know we'll have a beer or a cup of coffee or something in between. Maybe maybe it is water. Maybe it isn't. Uh, we'll, we'll get that um, figured out. But I but, think if they want to see us drink a lot, I think we should leave that to the, we the can't power really, of the fans. Like just get sloppy and then go on and do a post game. That doesn't work too well. I feel like we can if we get fifty dollars in tips. No, you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, instead of a seven second delay, we're gonna have a shock caller for each of us. Yes. And, Hello, bosses. Monday meeting. I know that we were very sloppy in that post game show. Sorry but, about that. But here's fifty dollars that we got in tips. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Give me half. Here's your box. Go pack. <laughs> Who's on the line? We have Jonathan on the line. Jonathan, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Good man. What's up? Hey, so just kind of piggybacking real quick off the whole bowl game thing, even if it is, you know, the little Caesars Bowl. Um, you know, one kind of underrated aspect of making a bowl, even if it is a kind of lower tier bowl like that, uh, is the extra practice. Not just the extra game, but especially the extra practice, getting more time to look at footage. What say you, you know? And that team hasn't had that for, what, six years? They haven't made a bowl game? Uh, it's, it, you think about it, the accumulation, too, Jonathan, of not just an extra seven to ten bowl practices, but do that over three years for, for those players that are trying to climb up the depth chart. That's 30 to 40 practices. That's a spring session. 
right? You know, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I can't remember. Did you guys say it was six or seven years I haven't made a bowl game? I can't remember. You're going on year seven. It's been oh, six. God. So, if, so if you go. Let's start praying. If you go, <laughs> if you go uh, without a bowl game this year, it'll be seven years. That'll be almost two full recruiting class. I mean, two, two full recruiting sessions of freshman through senior year. Now, COVID's yeah, thrown a curveball. That's no help to those young men who want to get as much playing and practicing as possible. You know, a bowl game is a bowl game mm-hmm. uh, to me personally. There is uh, positive aspects to it, no matter what bowl game it is. Like I said, extra no. practice, extra game, and uh, if we can just even, you know, start small there and just kind of, you know, make it a snowball effect almost, who knows what the future holds. I'm not going to say they're going to win the Big Ten West anytime soon because, you know, Washington and Oregon and USC are coming in, so that's going to be a total wild card for you know the West's future. But uh, yeah, hoping they get something going, starting small, and you know just going from there. Well, thanks, Jonathan, guys. thanks for the call, and it starts Friday, dude. I mean, it's it's do or die. Get to three and three, and then get to the, the bye week. You are going to be miserable at two and four, and you're going to be miserable because you you have two weeks to sit there and and just beat up on one another until you get a chance to go out and take on Northwestern. Uh, The kids aren't going to, A, like the result. They don't like being two games under five hundred. But, B, it is just the the fact that you're going to have to go through the gauntlet just uh, internally again because rules calling them out in a good way, in a positive way, challenging them in a good way, in a positive way. And now it is all about response uh, they got to be put in position offensively with a game plan. Go execute it. Yes, you got to play like you've been playing defensively, and you got a team that's also limping in. And and this is it's better than the alternative. It's better than getting somebody of Michigan's ilk following getting destroyed by somebody that's that's way better than you at the current moment. And while we're talking September truths, and and while we have the the poor taste of Michigan sitting in our mouths. Whenever you look back at what the month of September was, are we still prepared to call anything less than a bowl game a failure for this season? And, and that's a harsh terminology. I'm not sure we ever specifically laid it out. But whenever, You're gonna you, look whenever, back. whenever you look back at our shows from May through July, it was always the baseline standard for success it this still year is, is going to be a bowl it's game. It's still a bowl game. So you're, it still needs to be. So is it a failure if, if you're not reaching a bowl game in year one? Because I think unequivocally, absolutely, yes, it is a failure if you don't reach a bowl game in year yes. one. Because it's showing that you have not made any progress. Even if the record is better, if you fail to make that bowl game against what's been laid out today by our listeners and by ourselves as well to be an easier schedule than you're going to get in the future. I don't think if you're making a bowl game in year one as Matt Rule, I, I think there's a lot less you can sell, and I think it makes your rebuild as a whole a lot more difficult. And maybe it's just a, a ball bouncing your way in a couple of games this year that gets you to a bowl game and the talent isn't there, but you luck your way in. I think that's still a win because of what Jonathan laid out with the practices. What I laid out last segment with the the recruiting momentum that you can then go sell and say, hey, I ended this streak of bowl games. What do you think year two and year three is going to look like for me? I think there's a lot you can sell off a bowl game, and I think that that your your rebuild becomes a lot more uphill, even more than it already is if you're not playing in a bowl game in year one. You, you need to do it, and and just just the case of listen, he didn't he didn't do it in his previous stops. That's fine, but he's already said, listen, I I think I'm I'm in more of a year two situation where I'm. On that bowl fringe, 
at Nebraska, and that and that's what and, that's that's what his assessment was at the time. And I and I'm it's okay to be positive, but Rule doesn't strike me as a guy that's just throwing out sound bites to be eye candy and, and garner favor. I think he's an honest assessor, and based on what he saw, the talent he saw, and what he thought spring was. He's been through these before. He's been through the one in elevens at Temple and, and in Baylor. And, and Nebraska is not Temple or Baylor any year. I don't care what part of the rebuild you're in. Any year, that's not a bowl game. Is no, you're walking in theoretically to more in the cupboard. You can challenge some of that on on offense with where you're at at quarterback, where you're at on the offensive line performance wise. What are you with your skill guys? The offense is is a mess. Okay, and and they're they're working to get better. But they're limited. Can they play better? Can they look better at what they want to do? And the, the the topic of offensive identities come up a lot. They have an identity. They want to be physical and they want to be able to run the football. It's nice to want to do that. Can you do that? And, and Rule said it on Monday. Don't confuse uh, what we are versus what we're good at mm. and want to mm. do. And, and they're and they're not they're not good at being able to line up and run it and get three or four yards on first down against a team like Michigan. They're going to need to be able to figure that out and grind it out so they can get that six yards per carry fourth quarter average and uh, take take it down two yards. Give me four yards in the fourth quarter if I'm a Nebraska fan and hold on to the football. They got annihilated with time of possession as well. I mean, they, were down, they were minus 17 against Michigan. They only had 40-some plays. <laughs> and, and a handful of that was two-minute drill, end of half. We'll wind down a Tuesday at Hale Varsity.